When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. All right. But before then, um, and before we talk some cycling as well, I want to talk golf. Because yesterday we got to watch one of the absolute performances on the PGA Tour as the PGA Tour resumed at the Century Tournament of Champions and Cam Smith, John Rahm, Jones, the whole crew in the fourth round in conditions that were perfect there in Maui, absolutely lit it up. Finishing at 34 under, yes, 34 under through 72 holes on the PGA Tour, Cam Smith, the lovable Aussie with the Kiwi Sam Pinfold on his bag, got it done, and we absolutely loved to see it. Right now, joining us is Brentley Romine. He's a writer for Golf Channel and NBC Sports. He's been good enough to dial in and join us. Morning or afternoon to you, Brentley. How you doing, man? Uh, it's afternoon, guys, uh, over here in Orlando, Florida, which is kind of kind of sunny right now. That's, that's good. It's probably still dark here outside. No, no, it wouldn't be 7 o'clock in our studio. We can't really tell. But yesterday, I tell you where it was sunny. That was Maui as they were putting on a clinic out there to start the season. Man, that must have been some of the more scintillating golf you've seen recently. Yeah, I think it was really an unprecedented birdie fest, uh, if you will. You know, there was record scoring averages for the field, uh, three course record 61s that were shot uh, mm. over the weekend. Matt Jones, uh, you know, one one of your Aussies, 36-hole scoring record on PGA Tour. John Rahm tied the birdie record for 72 holes. And, of course, Ernie Els is 31 under mark, something that's held for almost two decades. 72-hole uh, uh, scoring record smashed by three players, including Cam Smith at uh, 34 under. So, I mean, truly a, uh, a pretty pretty rare occurrence, but, you know, maybe it's something that we see uh, a little bit more commonplace moving forward. Yeah, the golf course looked like it was playing beautifully. Did that just come down to a lack of wind or, or just some really, really solid golf this week? Yeah, I mean, these these guys are so good, right? And even though the course measures 7,600 yards, it really doesn't play that long, especially with modern uh, uh, equipment and how far these guys hit it. But soft greens, no winds to speak of. I mean, maybe they got 5 to 10 mile per hour gusts here and there, but 
bunch of players, including John Rahm, have talked about it. It was just so easy out there that he doesn't even really consider that 34 under or 33 under that he shot as good as Ernie Ells' 31 under way back in 2003 at the plantation course. So I think that's that just kind of shows you just how easy it was out there this week. That's interesting that even those guys are saying that. You could kind of tell Cam Smith after he won was almost a bit blown away but knew that that was totally within reach and what he would have to do to win, right? He knew that 34 or 35 under was, was going to be the mark. So they obviously felt pretty comfortable out there going into the fourth round. Yeah, and I, I thought it was actually kind of funny during his winner's press conference uh, last night. He... Uh, you know, talked about how coming into that final round on Sunday, his goal was to get to 35, and he obviously missed it by one, and he said he was, quote, a little disappointed. I, I wouldn't <laughs> have thought I'd, I'd ever hear that on on the PGA Tour in at least this lifetime and at least on this planet. So uh, I just thought that was kind of funny. Is this the launching pat- platform that Cam Smith needs to win a major? I've gone out on a limb and said that he's going to win the PGA this year. Um I just feel like he was in good form, particularly after that runners-up finish at the Masters last year. Yeah, I actually like that PGA pick because Southern Hills and Tulsa is a lot like Augusta National. And you look at Camp Smith's master resume recently, T10 this last time out, T2 has a T5 back in 2018. So his short game and, and, and his putting and and even iron play really bodes well around a course like Augusta National and, you know, also a course like Southern Hills. So I, I, I think the, the key for him, though, in terms of being more of a consistent player in majors is the driver. He talked a little bit about that this week, how he really, when he used to warm up, he would start with wedges and kind of work his way up the bag, and he'd kind of get tired and quit before hitting enough drivers to really kind of get better at it. And, and so he said he worked really hard during the offseason on that, and um, I think it's paying dividends so far, but again, it, it, we're going to have to get him on a course that has a little bit, you know, different fairways than the wide fairways at Kahlua to really get a gauge on how his driver is improved. Playing yesterday with in the same pairing as John Rahm, who's the you know defending U.S. Open champ and um, world number one, in unbelievable form, and, and we know what sort of force he can be out on the course. He's kind of a, a real alpha male kind of character, isn't old John? Playing with him and out-dueling him yesterday, for a golfer's confidence like Cam, who's right there on the precipice of the top 20 and ready to, he has been contending in majors, but maybe ready to kick on, how much do you reckon that'll do? Yeah, I, I think it's huge because we saw these last four days. I mean, John Rahm gave Cameron Smith everything he could handle. And I think it's one thing to kind of know that you're one of the best players in the world. I mean, Cameron Smith has played on a President's Cup team. He's been consistently ranked in the top, you know, 25, top 50 in the world rankings for, you know, almost a half decade now. So, but I I just don't think anything replaces each individual experience being able to go up against a John Rahm or go up against another top five player in the world and get it done. I I think that's going to do nothing but, but help him moving forward and, he entered this year with one of his goals to enter that top 10 in the official world golf ranking. It only took him one tournament. He's now number 10. He bumps Louis who stays in from that spot down to 12th. And right now he's the highest ranked potential uh, international pre- president's cupper for Captain Trevor Immelman looking forward to later this year. Hmm. Looking forward to the Sony Open next week. Um, last year, Kevin Nah obviously took the title there. Uh 
I think we're in a good spot. We, we've got Morikawa. Uh, looks like he's playing some good golf as well. Daniel Berger's back up there again after a, a couple of lacklustre years, I, I guess. Um, it's shaping up to be a really good tournament. Uh, what's your pick going into the Sony Open? Yeah, that's that's a good one. I, I was actually just looking at the field um, uh, a couple minutes ago. You know, obviously there's the breaking news where Bryson DeChambeau was going to play. He sent withdrew uh, with a wrist injury. Um, but looking at the field, uh, I, I think you got to go with the hot hand. I, I'm going to go with Matt Jones. He finished third, shoots 32 under. Um, it's, it's hard to believe someone could go that far under par and, and finish third. But uh, I, I, I just think that, uh, you know, he's, he's riding the hot hand. So I'm going to stick with the Aussie and uh, maybe, you know, turn the Hawaii double into uh, Aussie back-to-back. Hey, if we could just, Brindley, if we could just ask you about some other guys on tour this year. I mean, it's all kicked off, and it kicked off in pretty unreal fashion. But when they get back into, not the, I don't want to say tour proper and disrespect these tournaments, but really into the meat, yeah. of, meat of the season, a guy like Bryson DeChambeau, where's he at? Is, is he in a good place, do you think? He's obviously got a few um, quirks about him, and, and he tries different things over the offseason. Are we expecting anything new added to his arsenal to come back this year, or just more of the old Sam Bryson? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be more of the same in terms of he's going to attack the same course the way he's he's done the past few years, and that's by trying to push the ball speed and just bludgeon the course to death with the driver. Um, he's He's got a new Cobra driver in the bag, apparently, and he's been hitting over 200-mile-per-hour ball speed. Um, haven't really seen that uh, too much yet in terms of in, in competition. But, you know, that's that's going to be his weapon going forward. And it's all it's going to be about, especially with the news that came out today, is just can he keep that body healthy, putting so much pressure on it, swinging that fast. So that, that, that's going to be the big thing for him. But I, I still see him as a, as a perennial contender in pretty much all the majors, maybe even over uh, in St. Andrews. I think that'll be pretty fun to watch him and how his game translates to the old course. But, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see any any reason why he would be in for a huge decline in performance. I think he's only going to get better. Hey, and, Brindley, I have to ask, uh, this new red-faced tailor-made driver, the old carbon face, what's your take <laughs> on it, mate? It's, it looks it looks an absolute eyesore. You know, I, I'm, I'm still waiting to, to swing it and actually, you know, feel how it makes contact with the ball. I mean, I, I, I think the – you can always kind of tell whether you like a driver or not based on the sound it makes. Mm. Um, and it, it, it makes a pretty interesting sound. I mean, it, it, you know, kind of hearing the history in terms of kind of the earlier carbon face um, that the equipment companies experimented with a couple, you know, I guess 20 years ago now, um, the, the sound Callaway, was kind of not, yeah, yeah the, the sound was not desirable. And uh, hearing Rory, hearing, Call more cow hearing those guys who can really compress it, um, make contact with it. I, I, I do like the sound, but I, you know, I, I, I kind of like the red face. I, I, I'm a big Star Wars guy, so it kind of reminds me a little bit of, 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 of like Darth Vader, right? Yeah, yeah. It kind of looks like Darth, Darth Vader, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I think equipment companies are always looking for, for some way to kind of stand out. And uh, so, yeah, I got no, yeah, no, no real. Real issues with it, really. Sixty layers of carbon fibre for the face. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that is that is insane. That's that's really cool. Why not sixty one? Right. Why, <laughs> what, what, what was that? Yeah, it's a great it's a great question. Um, just uh, ahead of the President's Cup, 
this year it's North Carolina, isn't it? It's back in the States. Yeah. Is there – what sort of hype do you get around the President's Cup in America, around PGA Tour, the media that covers the PGA Tour and golf in and out? I mean, it's obviously not the Ryder Cup, but is the President's Cup still a desirable event in 2022? Yeah, I, I think the profile of that event has certainly been raised over the past few years. I think Ernie Els did an incredible job um, as captain a few years back at Royal Melbourne. Um, even though they, they didn't get it done, I, I think just the way the, the internationals approached that event, and um, I, I think it only bolstered the, the profile of it. Yeah, I mean, it's still not the Ryder Cup, as you say. I mean, it's tough for the, the Americans because they have that Ryder Cup and then all of a sudden they get to turn around and play another team event in, mm. you know, every other year. Whereas the internationals, like, this is it. Like, this is their event uh, to look forward to uh, every two years. But looking at some of the young players, whether it's a Joaquin Neiman or Cameron Smith or Sung Jaeim, I, I can't help but think that maybe, I mean, when, when you look at, the route that was just that that just took place up in Wisconsin for the Ryder Cup, I can almost see the President's Cup maybe being a little bit more competitive um, as we move forward into this next decade, just because of those young players. I mean, I didn't even mention uh, Abraham Anser or Minwoo Lee, who's probably one of my f- favorite players in terms of young young talent that could potentially break out this year. I think people, you know, obviously you guys over there. Uh, have probably been following his career for a lot, but I think certainly in the States, he's someone that people don't really know much about now, but I think they will kind of moving forward. But yeah, I, I, I still like presence. Cup. I mean, I, I think it's, it, it's an important event, but yeah, certainly not quite the Ryder cup yet. Excellent stuff, Brentley. Hey, uh, appreciate your time today. And, and look, it was pretty hard. It was not hard to watch. It was hardcore viewing yesterday, watching these guys duke it out down in these wide fairways and just bombing it. I don't think I saw a bad shot hit on the whole coverage. And I don't know if that's probably <laughs> probably more course-related rather than their first tournament back. But it's good to see these dudes. And we've kind of got a the new era, as we've been talking about for the last few years. It really has, is here, especially with guys like John Rahm and Morikawa and Daniel Berger and Cam Smith duking it out consistently at the top of the leaderboard. So it'd be great to catch up again sometime as this golf season progresses. Yeah, thanks, Louie and Mitch. Uh, Appreciate you having me on and hope hope to be back soon. No dramas. There you go. Awesome. Brentley Ramin, he's a a fantastic golf writer and journalist out of the States working for the Golf Channel and NBC Sports and really new stuff there, Mitch. Yeah, good, eh? Um, Abraham Abraham Anser, uh, he brought that that name up, and he's exciting, eh? Since uh, since that President's Cup, was that in Australia, last last President's Cup? Melbourne. He was outstanding. Just his touch, you talk about touch and Cam Smith and how much he's improved his touch around the greens. Uh, Abraham Anser got some of the best touch, some of the best putting I've seen. Um, and he was good under pressure. So, you know, hopefully he makes that President's Cup side because he looks like a great match play player. There's a lot of, uh, I'm just trying to work out how young this guy is before I give you his name, but there's a lot of young golfers around that 25-year age mark who are the, the Morikawas, these sorts of dudes that are coming through the answers. Cam Smith, a little bit older than that now. There's this real, it's it's almost like, you know how for a long time we talked about the Spieth, JT, Ricky Fowler, those. That, there's a new group coming there's, there's through. A, it's, it's almost like now the new, new group is here, post the Tiger era, 
um, where he had the Rory's and the Tigers and, and that kind of, it's, it's like golf evolves every half decade. And one guy I absolutely adore is Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland, yeah, I know. Victor yeah, Hovland has swag. Yeah, He has got swag on the bag and he can hit a long ball. He can be a little bit erratic from time to time, but he can go low. A lot like Cam Smith. And guys that can go low, I mean, it might not necessarily always bode well for the majors, but... Week in, week out, watching golf as we talk about on Monday mornings. The other ones I well, love. Victor Hovland, was, his, his crutch was always that he was poor around the greens. And I know he put so much time into his short game last year and started to see the, the results towards the back end of the year. Uh, so if he can continue on the improvements that he made, in his, I'm telling saying talking about improvements with a professional golfer, but the improvements that he was making around his short game, the rest of his game's mint. That's just his chipping and his pitching that was letting him down. So uh, if he's if he's continued that good work that he was doing towards the end of last year, geez, it's going to be an exciting year for Victor Hovland as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Norwegian. I love to a Norwegian golfer as well. He's, got he's that, always smiling, eh? Yeah. Uh, him and Morikawa seem to have a really good relationship as well. That, they're always entertaining when they get together. 100%. Real good dudes. And I love I love where they're at. There's so many fun young golfers, even Daniel Berger and uh, Scotty Scheffler. Like, there's these, these young crew of dudes that are coming through, and they can just light it up. Like Cam Smith did yesterday. We're going to hear from Sam Pinfold later on. Uh, Pinners, as we affectionately call him, it was on Cam's bag and has been for a long time. He's caddy. We've got a, a rich history with caddies in New Zealand, and Sam spent a lot of time around Steve Williams. He's picked his brain. He learned a lot of what he knows from him. We'll, we'll hear from Cam, Sam, Sam, later on in the show when I caught up with him about a week ago before this tournament to see how excited he was for the new season. They've subsequently gone on and won their first event. So we'll catch up with him after 9 a.m. Replay that chat.